Welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness with Dana and Kat. Together, we give a new voice to kinky sexual wellness. We're not your average wellness advocates, so let's peel back the layers of kinky wellness and talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. How are you doing, Katrina? I'm doing really well. How are you, Dana? I'm doing really well. Uh, for our listeners, if you hear any noise outside, they are doing construction outside of the building today, and there's nothing I can do about it. So please bear with us on this episode, but hopefully it's good for today. And today we're going to be talking about Kat's journey with sex tech and everything that it came with it. So I'm very excited. And I guess we can start with what is sex tech? What was what what were you doing? So I did, um, Bryony Cole, who runs the, um, she runs one of the biggest sexual revolution, like sex toy designers um, in Australia. She's a massive name within the industry. So she has created, it used to be a six week and going into the new cohort, it's a 10 week school, um, all online, basically to help people either learn about sex tech, learn how to create a sex tech focused business or community, um, as well as get like access to resources and names where like it's not readily available. Like it's very hard to find information on say Google if you don't know the times to look for um, in order to kind of like build your own sex toy company or sex tech company. So the so, sex tech that's included, is this like AI or is this more like toys and gadgets or is this so everything this, in between? Everything, everything and anything. So in my cohort, there were people who have created their own gender non-specific sex toys. Um, there's somebody who is creating an AI generated audio, like um, visual erotica to help people work out what they like there were people who have created a kind it's an app or like it's a content creator app that is all fueled by bitcoin to kind of move over the fact that things like stripe if have like had an impact on people making their earnings um yeah it's anything and everything so the lectures, it's six lectures. And then we had people from like all different companies talking about their journey and like different um, aspects of setting up a business. So we had the a guy from Love Honey come and talk about like the initial start, like get your cash flow together, sort out a mission statement and kind of gave like really good road mapping of how to begin creating a pitch for yourself um hanks um which is in the uk they're absolutely amazing they are a condom sustainable condom brand they were talking about community building and how it was literally they went from working within these very strict industries um one of them's a doctor she's a gynecology doctor the other one worked in finance and going actually you know what we want to go and create this and how they did it um sustainable condoms sorry really? I I have yeah. a question about that like what is can you go a little bit more into that like does they it are, like it's biodegradable or yeah. something okay biodegradable the thinner as well so they're less uncomfortable um and they are created with like no sulfates no issues so it's all like natural products they have like a really good wellness range that they're creating as well 
there's sulfates in condoms. I, I, you know what? I don't know much about that now that you're saying this. So yeah, and they've just released a water-based lube, um, and they also do things like natural supplicant, oh, supplicants, supplements, and like vitamins to help with like lib- libido and arousal as well. Oh, that's exciting. So how did you find this sex tech course? LinkedIn, weirdly, I was doing my usual thing where I was complaining that I couldn't find things. (laughs) Um, And obviously, because I set up Satisfied Cat with the copywriting and the freelancer side of things, I was like, well, I need new clients. So I started using, um, I started using LinkedIn as a way to like find people in the industry, find brands in the industry. And I found her podcast, The Sex Sexual Re- Sex Revolution. And from that, I was like, oh, okay, like followed her on LinkedIn. And then suddenly I saw that they were, she did sex tech school. So I followed it all of last year. And I was like, this is amazing. It's um, it's basically like, if you think of it as like an accelerator, um, like a career accelerator, or like um, we've got one in the UK called Femtech Lab, which is specifically for femtech focused products so like sex tech doesn't have to just mean physical it can be anything like anything technological so like what we do as a podcast counts as sex tech oh wow what you do with the partition and that counts as sex tech creating a course counts as sex tech as well well that's exciting I know. I didn't um, realize I was in sex tech. <laughs> I know. Um, and I was very, very lucky. So when I was very, very poorly with COVID, as you know, I got it in February. They were just offering their very first scholarships for cohort 10, which is the one that's coming up now. Um, so I reached out, not really thinking I was going to get it. Um, but because I have obviously my idea with a wedding with that, when they basically were like, you need to, you can't come to cohort 10. We think you need to come to cohort nine because we have got certain people are giving lectures whose like their brand is very much closely connected to your brand. Um, you need to make these introductions. Um, so I got this, I got to do the first scholarship. Yeah. Uh, cohort nine, which was amazing. Um, which is like 75% of the bill is covered by sex tech school and Brian Nicole. Um, which I'm do you want to, sorry, for. just before you go on a little bit too much, do you want to go into a little bit about a Wendy? So if you weren't, what I was going to do was actually bring up why I went to sex tech school afterwards. I want to give all the information so everybody can get super excited and go and apply. And then I can, exp- I would like to explain about, yeah, my idea, if you don't mind. Yes, absolutely. My little baby. Um. So yeah, so it is like, it's a 10 week course. You learn how to set up within the industry. And one of the fantastic things is even as an alumni, you can continue to learn. So you can join um, when you're looking for seeding and investment. There's like a Slack channel where there's this beautiful community of, um, yeah, you can do pit, like you can do pitching advice when you've got your pitch deck ready. You can go and talk to investors. You can talk to other alumni and get advice. Um, I've been very lucky so I've managed to also secure some freelance work through it and working with certain people offering social media management and copywriting because I hit my point and I was like 
from here on out, 2023 is going to be me completely working within this industry. I'm no longer taking clients outside of this industry. I want to immerse myself in sex tech and I want to start getting my name out there. So yeah, it was an amazing, like it's an amazing opportunity. And the fact that you get to continue to learn after you finish the course is a really fantastic opportunity as well. Um, and like the reason I did it was I had to, like I had obviously quite a lot of things happen over the year and I hit my point and said, well, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to lose by having a look at what it would mean to set up this business company. Um, so yeah, from it, it kind of gave me the balls and it gave me the like kind of guts and knowledge, like baseline knowledge of kind of going, I want to set up my own sex toy community and I want to set up a business and sex toy um, projects. So this is where Aweni comes into it, which is I am creating an on, it's going to start as an online community um, for people with specific sexual needs. Um, in my case, so the first focus I want to do is on vaginismus, um, or vaginismus. Um, anybody who listens before obviously has heard me speak about my own experiences with it. So I want to use it to create a platform and then a website and an online members community, doing events online, doing workshops in person where we can come together to talk about our own experiences, but also connect about pleasure. Because I find within the vaginismus community, it's such a new topic that we're only talking about it from a clinical and therapeutic side. Or, and another way I'm saying it's a very, that people are doing it as a spiritual journey, but it's still, in my opinion, it's still a very heteronormative space. It's still only talked about as something straight cis women are experiencing. That oh, is wow. not nice. It is not like, you know, I'm a very out and proud lesbian. I haven't had sex in five years because my vaginismus may, has made it impossible to relax enough to want to have a partner. And I think also I was talking to somebody about it earlier today where the conversations about about penetrative sex are right now we're turning around to people and going penetrative sex isn't the be all and end all no it's not you can enjoy pleasure from it but i think by trying to deny that people are having it you're cutting out a massive part of pleasure for yourself mm -hmm. you are you know, it's almost like a conciliate, like, is it a conciliation or consolidation? I know. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> right? There's a D in it. I know that. But, um, you know, it's almost like a pat on the back of, oh, you can still enjoy sex because not everything is penetration. It's not. But I've had partners in the past and last I checked, fingers are still penetration. Yeah. Oral can still be penetrative. You know, but also it's things like I if you have got a very specific fantasy, if you are going through your dilators and you are suffering with this and the end goal is you are going, I want to have sex with my partner. I want it as dirty and as nasty and as rough as possible. You know, I've got a fantasy where I want to get plowed by a strap on with a really hot butch behind me. That is my personal fantasy. I shouldn't be shamed for wanting that fantasy. I shouldn't be told 
yeah but not everything's about penetration it's not but that's what I want and but it's good to have the options still like that's what we're trying to work towards like by saying oh it's not just penetrative sex it's like yes but by saying oh so I'm just not allowed to have that option yeah it is and for me like I'm a very petty person I it doesn't feel like oh okay it's great for me it feels like a part of pleasure is being robbed from me I'm being denied something that I deserve to have access to. Mm-hmm. And it's a really frustrating thing. So I've kind of, it's, and it's been this beautiful journey where like through sex tech school and networking, people have come forward and gone, yes, I agree. Or actually I've got people who have got this problem. Um, So I want to kind of create with a Wenny and like a Wenny pleasure on Instagram at the moment. I'm looking to create this, kind of community and space where we can come and talk about I've done the therapy I'm doing this I've got vagismus what comes next what do I want Mm -hmm. how do I want to explain pleasure how do I because I think a lot of people do amazing stuff where they are focused on reconnection with the body which is needed like I love connecting with my body but I'm like yes but from the physical, we also need to talk about the pleasure. We need to be able to talk about reconnecting with pleasure, reconnecting with our wants, our desires, our fantasies. What sex do we want and why are we going for that? And that's kind of where I want. Like I want to do, I've got entire plans of like, I want to do workspaces and events about, you know, reconnecting with your body, reconnecting with your vulva making your vulva your friend, but also things like, can we use kink and BDSM as a way to help us feel in control? Have we learned that actually a fantasy that's come out of it is we like to be dominant? Absolutely. And how do you go about doing that? And can you use domination? Can you use BDSM? Whether you are a practitioner or whether you are just somebody who wants to learn to use the language, can we use that to set up boundaries? And I also just want to create these beautiful events of like just people coming together and talking about it. And then, you know, like a dinner table um, event where like, you know, I think that would be absolutely amazing of like this beautiful dinner of just people from all over the world, all walks of life, just coming and talking about this is what I'm doing. This is how it's helped me. This is what I have gotten out of it. Well, we've um, spoken about this before, about how the the stats on this are actually increasing because yeah. of IUDs and things like this. So we that, need more conversations about this because the problem is not actually easing. It's getting worse, it sounds like. It is. And it's a really interesting one where I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I think they say at the moment the stats are one in a thousand um, women. And I'm like, but they are only looking at heterosexual couples. They're only looking at heterosexual cisgendered women when they do this. I think if we actually looked at it from uh, people in our parents' age groups, like the how many times have we been told that sex was just an endurance? You just laid back, it hurt a little. It wasn't something you got pleasure from. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet you so many of those women developed vagismus and they just never knew about it. 
And also there's people out there that might not want to come forward right now. It's a pretty scary thing when you aren't connected to your body and you don't really know why or what. It's not their fault or anybody's fault. It's just one of those things like I'm scared. What do I do? I don't want to talk about this because it's very scary. Exactly. And I think and the embarrassment and the shame. And I think also because in queer spaces, we have gone, oh, but you don't need to have penetrative sex. Which is so dismissive, I think, in my opinion. It is a little. It's dismissive, but it's bullshit. It is such bullshit because Mm -hmm. we all use, people use their fingers. Like I said, like so many of the queer women's sex toys are focused on penetration. So don't tell me penetration is still not a big part of queer women's sex lives. That's bullshit. And even the sex toys, like you're, you're eliminating a huge category, even if you remove the human, like in penetration, like there's toys that are designed as well for that, that can, I don't know. That's just a ridiculous statement in my opinion too. I agree with you. Yeah. And it was like, one of the best things ever was also going with a Wenny and with going to sex tech school, going from just, oh, okay. I just want to create this community to suddenly go in well, hang on a minute. What if I also looked at creating a range of sex toys? So I, what my, my overall goal is I want to create the community. And then at the end of next year, I want to release my um, first set, which is based on the dilators. I want to create a range of very thin, but packs a punch vibrators for people with vaginismus. And this can also be for people with a vulva who are overwhelmed by the current offering with sex toys. I think this could also be for like trans women who have just had the, um, what is it? The downstairs surgery. I always forget the name of it. But also there's women out there that just don't, you know, you see on porn videos, these giant dicks toys. And you know, there's women out there that don't want the like, no, Exactly. I'm like, I want to offer something small, strong, petite, like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, can still do it. We do not need G-spot vibrators with these massive heads. Like if women are getting off on fingers alone, all you need is something relatively thin and slightly curved at the top. So it hits the G-spot. And that- I, to your yeah. point, I think that people need to understand like this small doesn't mean that you won't get pleasure from it. Like sometimes oh. toys that are too big, you can't get the pleasure anyways because they're just too big. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's such a double-ended sword. And it was, yeah, so through sex tech school, like, and I do, if you've got these types of ideas, I really recommend people signing up and going for it, whether you get the scholarship or you pay full price. I really recommend go and bring your ideas because one of the amazing bits was you get to pitch your idea at the end and you get feedback and you actually get given like, okay, you need to look in this area or you need to look in this area. So I've been given like, I'm in talks with people about design and where to start for a product design. Um, I've got friends who do, or, you know, colleagues and peers who do, apps and websites and I've got and I'm like yep this is the type of stuff you need to have on your website this is the type of stuff you need to do for x y and z this is how you this is how we've made money off of these communities as well because it would be the plan is basically to use the next 24 months to go from this is something I do alongside my freelance to slowly moving into this is my full-time job I want to be 
the sex toy queen of 2026. That's three years time when my when like my Saturn return ends and Sagittarius is meant to step into her own. I'm going to be the queen of sex toys. I'm saying it here, guys, 2026. I'm going to be the queen of sex toys with a range for vaginismus and a range going forward in order to future proof arrange for other people who have specific sexual needs i don't want to call it sexual issues i think that's a bad term it's a negative term it's just you want pleasure how can we create you something with that would work that would bring you the pleasure you want so it it sounds great it sounds like it helps you build kind of a business plan out almost yeah. this this course it has. So over the the first two weeks are like get into terms with the industry. Um, and then, yeah, from week three, it's you bring your initial idea. And it's also like you get, you know, everything from how do you do PR? How do you do marketing? When obviously it's a very hard industry to get even like Google. Google will not let you do advertisements on certain things. Mm. So how do you look at alternative ways of marketing, which is obviously perfect for my freelance career because I come from a communications background. I know how to do a 360 marketing. I can do your emails. I can do your website it, alongside socials. But it is saying, well, okay, you know, it's all well and good. Social media is great. But how do you do it when actually all you need is meta to suddenly have another board meeting where they decide anything to do with sex and sex education is no longer allowed and suddenly we've lost you've lost all your customers exactly um, I think it's quite dangerous to your point I think it's dangerous yeah. for people to focus so much on social media what I've learned through the business journey is that social media should be treated just as social like it's not your business it's not it shouldn't be the main platform for your business it's great to work off of it but you're right if something were to shut down where do you go from there Exactly. And like you've seen it yourself with your own, um, with doing the partition socials. How many times have you had the sound? TikTok. I, I just TikTok. ended up giving up. I think I, I got yeah. kicked off three or four times and then I just kind of gave up yeah. on it. So I no, I, yeah, I completely agree. Like I've had exactly the same. Um, you know, I've had my pole dancing videos taken down and I've been told that if I post one more I'm going like if I post any like a certain thing again they're gonna completely stop me oh wow I do sunroom and I need to bring my community over with me so it's like okay well I'm not allowed to post that on TikTok I get to it immediately gets removed did they did they give you any feedback on socials of like tips of do's and do nots or anything like that a little bit or so they didn't, um, but they did like the main thing is when you are creating, when you are creating something within sex tech, look at alternative forms of marketing and get creative. Yeah. You know, you want to do an advert. Don't just think about how can I advertise on social? Think about, can I get it in a magazine somewhere? Or the radio. I think people underestimate, like there's late night radio stations. Yeah. Like at least in Toronto, we have like, you know, the after dark, after yeah. dark radio, after dark TV. So yeah, we have stuff like that as well in the UK, but it's also things like we have some of the big leading magazines go and pitch yourself. Like, if you want to pitch to a load of people and say, buy my product, learn to pitch yourself. 
And also I think there's amazing, there's these amazing people out there that I follow on LinkedIn. So Cindy Gallup, who does the Make Love Not Porn website, which she is huge for it, where she, any speaking opportunity from TED Talks to just doing a podcast, that's the type of stuff she does for marketing. And it's all either free or she gets paid a little bit for it, but it is just going... Okay, so the biggest, like the biggest takeaways I got from sex tech school were roadmap. What are your vision? What are you offering that is completely different to what others are? And how can you talk about it? Um, talk about your own stories. So as a, especially if you are a female, because there aren't a lot of female CEOs, if you are going to be a female CEO in sex tech, tell your story and like my story is very different from other people's a lot of UK people go oh you know I come from a country where we don't talk about sex and it's hush hush I don't come from that I come from the UK come from a very open family sex was never a conversation off the table my grandmother had 11 children raised 18 and we still talked up until she passed away last year mm -hmm. about sex and about all of the topics within it. Like you've just, you've got to learn to kind of be your own cheerleader and speak for yourself. Uh, but I'll also network, 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 and just use like, if you do join up to sex tech school, use the slack use the discord use the conversations that are going on and meet people you can collaborate with because those people are also going you know it it'll be a two-way collaboration you're both backing each other up and you might as well support as many other people as you create your business so <laughs> wonderful you know. I was gonna say sorry that's wonderful I think that it's you seem like you got way more focused from it that's for sure yes it's really, it really helped. And it's kind of, especially with signing up to different events and also kind of, because they've got pitch events as well. And like I said, that you can go and talk to investors. It's been really helpful going from, I've got this idea, but I don't know. I have no business background. I don't know what to do to suddenly go in, go into one of these investor meetings and go in, look, I know this sounds really stupid, when do I go to an investor? At what point do I go for pre-seed investment? At what point do I go for X, Y, and Z? How do I know how much money I should ask for? You know, where should, even where should I look for product designers? Like having people there to answer my really silly questions. But they're because very, got... very important questions. I think that these are often like people are afraid to ask these questions because it's very difficult to ask for money for starters, like when very. you are going. Like investors can be big and scary and we have things like, oh, like you have to have this million dollar idea. And it's like, okay, but how do I prove it's a million dollar idea to these people? Yeah. So it sounds like sex tech definitely helps you outline that. Exactly. And also for people in sex tech, it's also going, where do I look for alternative funding? Because mm -hmm. the problem is most big of like the big, what are they called? Like VCs um, are not going to invest in you. They won't. They will not take high risk, high risk investments. So where do you find angel investors? Who should you be speaking to? Like actually getting, yeah, it was like you said, it really helped me focus. And like 
any like in my personal life it's been I've had four months of panic I've had four months of worry but actually coming out the other end of this coming out the other end of what I'm going through in my personal life and actually putting pen to paper and like I've got my little board going okay this is who I want to work with this is how I want to do this this is my mission this is my vision this is where I'm going to start actually being able to roadmap it and then check in with the resources to make sure I'm doing it right it's Mm -hmm. been helpful for that so yeah I think I believe that by the time this podcast comes out the cohort 10 should just be opening for you guys to apply so please do please look out for scholarship opportunities if not it's not that big um it's not that much it's for me the scholarship was really helpful um but they only take 10 people but I do highly recommend people do a like go for it if you have got an idea whether it is a million dollar idea or whether it is the same as the person next to you go and do it you don't know like whatever that idea is itching in the back of your head when it comes to sex we need more conversations we need more products that come out and it's such an innovative market and it's definitely not slowing down um that's for sure it's built to be, I think by 2026, it is going to be one of the biggest, um, one of it's going like, it's going to have so much money into it. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of the biggest growing industries. And it has been since the start of COVID, since we all went into lockdown and obviously we were all super bored. Um, one thing I will say as well for our listeners is I know I get um, my personal and also satisfied cat does get tagged in the podcast. Um, so if anybody is thinking of joining and you just want to ask some questions beforehand, you are more than welcome to DM me and just say like, I really want to try sex tech school. This is some questions that I have about it. I'm more than happy to help. Oh, that's wonderful. I hope that we have listeners right now that have some sex ideas out there. Cause I again, do. we just need it. I do as well. And if anybody's got any feedback about my personal sex toy idea, I'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm looking for all of it. Give me all of your ideas and I'm going to make a beautiful company out of it. And I'll thank everybody along the way with free sex toys and cups of tea. Oh my God, (laughs) that's so cute. I know. (laughs) Thank you so much for telling us about sex tech. I, you know what? I might actually look into it myself. It sounds like almost everything can get put under that category. So that's good. And we're moving into technology, right? Like we're, everything's moving online and things like that. So wonderful. Yes, I agree. And yeah, I'll send you the details over as well. So you can see about signing up. Okay. Really enjoy it. You'd love it. (laughs) I think, you know what? I think I might like, I, I, it's good when people think they have a million dollar idea because it means that you're backed behind your idea. Like I definitely think that people learning the framework for BDSM and King basics is definitely going to help people like them personally and just with relationships and deepening them, of course, but it's good. This is great. Well, thank you so much for the update. This was great. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me waffle on about it. You know, it's my passion. I've been going on about it to you outside of this. So, well, it's good to see like it's, I feel like I actually physically watched you take massive steps with this company since you've been since you brought it up. And sex tech is definitely a big, big part of that. Yes, it is. I don't think I would have had the balls to go for it and to actually start taking it seriously if I hadn't have done the course and actually got the 
not just like got the theory alongside some practical tips on it as well. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, I'll make sure that everything is in the description for you and you can find it and I'll make sure that I'll tag their socials so you can go and search for it yourself. But thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we will see you again next week. Well, that's it for us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. You can find me at thepartition underscore life and you can find Katrina at underscore satisfied cat. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And as always, stay kinky.